Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Junction 28 Church. We're so glad that you've decided to join us today and know that God wants to bless you with this message. We'd love to hear about it, so why not tell us on our Facebook or Twitter pages? If you would like further information about who we are, check out our website www.thejunction28church.com We hope you enjoy this message. If you are a kid and you want to, you can come and sit at the front, but I would say if you want to sit this end, um, because the camera is on, so if you want to come and sit down, yeah, come on our day. Brill. Because I've got a few things for you guys to do in a minute. Just go that way a bit, sweetie. Good girl. Awesome. Right. Okay. Um, can anybody remember what's been s- spoken about over the last few weeks? Yeah? So can anybody remember what Jess spoke about right at the beginning of August? God in three and one, yeah. And he was also talking about what Jesus did on the cross, which is absolutely awesome. And we've done lots of songs with that today. Can anybody remember what um, Andy spoke about two weeks ago? Guard your heart, well done. And also, can anybody remember what Tony spoke on last week? I can hear lots of people talking, but go on, Peter. Family, Family yeah. And he was also talking about obedience and... Um, Surrender, all right? Now, in, I'm hoping throughout this, I'm going to squish it all together and end, end it, all right? But, well, not end it, but... <laughs> okay, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it all up together, okay? I'm hoping to, anyway, right? So before I get stuck in, is anybody scared of anything? Are any of you guys scared of anything? Can you tell me one thing that you're scared of, Addy? What are you scared of? I'm You're scared of wo- things that are invisible? Okay. Anything else, Nathan? Young mums when they're in groups talking. Yeah. <laughs> Did you all hear that? That was young mums when they're in gr- groups talking. Spiders. Anything else? Anything else anybody's frightened of? Sharks. Pardon? Sharks. Sharks. Oh, sharks. Yeah. Sharks, yeah. Anything else? Anybody else afraid of anything? Yes, sweetie. Crabs. <gasps> The tax man. <laughs> okay, right, well, every single one of us have got something scared. Whether we're really, really small or whether we're really, really old, every single one of us has got something that we're scared of. Now, I'm going to ask my glamorous assistant to come, assistants, sorry, we've got two, to come and uh, reveal what I've got over here, okay? <laughs> Thank you very much. And I'm hoping when he, it turns round, I've got to say it's not heavy at all. Wow. Any ideas what I'm going to be talking about today? Goliath. Goliath, well done. All right. So, like I've said, every single one of us have got something that we're frightened of. Now, the Israelite army, they had been going up against the um, Philistines, or they should have been doing. And it had been going backwards and forwards for quite some time. And the Philistines had taken the, the, Philistines had taken the Israelites' um, Ark of the Covenant, which is where God's presence was. And they took it, and eventually they thought, you know what, we don't want this here, because all sorts of problems kept happening. So they sent it back. And they still 
kept coming together and kept coming to fight against each other. The Philistines were one on one they were on one hill and the Israelites were on another. And there was a valley that was in the middle. And every single day they would come and line up. The Israelites would cry out and shout out their battle cry. But unfortunately, every single day, what turned up? Goliath. I want more, more from you guys because I'm not the kind, I like, it's, well it's not panto, but I do like, I do, I do like a bit of feedback because it makes such a difference because that's what, it's a family service, I want you to get involved, alright, and it's including you guys as well, alright. So Goliath came out every single day and he mocked the Israelites. <laughs> really is like a bit like a panto. Boo, yeah, we need to boo Goliath every time he comes out. He came out and he mocked God. He mocked the Israelites and thought, you know what? There's no way that they could ever take me on. But the thing is, the Philistines stayed on one hill. The Israelites stayed on another, but they never actually came to fight. That's one question that I've been asking while I've been preparing this message. Why did the Philistines not attack? We know why the Israelites didn't. It was because they were frightened. They were too scared because of Goliath. Is that right? Was it? Oh, shh. We're going to get to David in a little while. (laughs) You see, this is what I love. This is what I love. So don't. (laughs) All right, then. So every single day he was out there, and the Israelites were absolutely petrified. They were frightened. Even they came up to the line to fight the, uh, the Philistines. As soon as they saw Goliath, as soon as they heard his voice, they ran away. They ran away frightened and scared and they didn't want to do it. Now one thing, um, I should have said this at the beginning, one thing that I'm really, really frightened of is oblivion at Alton Towers. Has anybody ever been on oblivion at Alton Towers? Yeah. You see, I don't like the whole anticipation of going up because you go up, 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 up and it goes round and it goes really, really slowly and then it dangles you. And it feels like it's forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And when you're actually watching it, it's literally over in seconds. But you're right there on the edge, and then all of a sudden, it drops. And once it's dropped and gone, like I say, it's over in seconds. Um, But that's what scares me, the whole anticipation and waiting and knowing that you're not actually going to fall out or anything because you're fastened in. And the last time I went on it, I only went on because um, I was trying to... um, I was trying to impress Tom. Um, <laughs> but I, I, we're married now, so I don't need to do that anymore. But uh, um, anyway, so um, there's this thing that you're frightened of. There's this thing that the Israelites are frightened of. And the thing is, they kept going up, and they were scared, and they'd wander off, and they, they'd run away frightened. Can we all look really frightened? Everybody look frightened. Oh, love the sound effects as well. Absolutely petrified. But the thing is, God had already shown them that they could defeat him. But it's like they forgot. Every single day, they were forgetting that God was with them. When all of a sudden, there was this young man. Who was it, Addy? It was David. David, he'd been going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And his dad had sent him one day with some food and some um, for his brothers and for the captain of the army. And he said, I want you to give them to them. Bring back news for me so that I know that they're okay. He got there and uh, the armies had already gone up to line up in the valley ready to fight. 
So we thought, you know what, I'm going to go and find out what it's all about. I'm going to go and find out. So we went to find his brothers and he found them straight away. And has anybody got any siblings in here? Yeah, lots of us have. You see, when you've got siblings, there are always moments when you really, really, really don't want them to turn up. I know when I was younger, um, I'm going to embarrass my brother right now. Um, When I was younger, my youngest brother, Andrew, who sat over there, um, (laughs) he used to always, always, always come and want to play with me and my friends. I'm like, I don't want you here, go away. And I'd send him away and be nasty to him. But then he'd go and grass on, on... on me to my mum and then she'd make me play with him and it's like you don't want this and this is what was happening with these brothers they see their brother and they're thinking what is he doing here and he's going round talking to people and then he sees Goliath who comes out and Goliath shouts out a big cry and he's he's really being horrible and he's, he's really frightening everybody and he's thinking why is everybody running Why are they not standing up to him? Because you see, the thing is, David, he knew who his God was. And he's thinking, why does the enemy, why is the enemy even having a say? Why is the army not standing up to this guy? You shouldn't be looking at him and thinking, we can't defeat him. And frightened of what he's saying because God is bigger. And the thing is, David, if we actually look at it, we... Like I said, we were, um, Jez, right at the beginning, was talking about Jesus and what Jesus did for us on the cross, but David was before that. He was before Jesus, but he still knew who his God was. He still knew that God was the mighty and all-powerful one. And he thought, you know what? If nobody else is going to go up against him, I'm going to do it. Even though he was only a young, mo- young boy, it didn't matter because he knew that God could do it for him. So he said, I'm going to do it. And Saul heard all about it. King Saul said, send him to me, send him to me. And he brought him to, the people brought him to him. And he got there and he gave him his armour and he put it on. Has anybody got a jacket? A really, really big jacket. Can we borrow, is, can we borrow your jacket? Is that all right? <laughs> We're just going to, I can't move too far, otherwise it'll squeak. Um, Thank you very much, and I I will make sure it gets back to you. Okay. (laughs) Right. Um, Is is it okay if Ade comes on the camera? Yeah, is that all right? Right, come here, sweetie. You see, Goliath, not Goliath, David had put on (laughs) Saul's armour. Can you jump up here for me? Jump up here. Jump up there. Careful, careful, careful. This is what it would have looked like, all right? It would have been too big. It would have been too heavy. Do you think you'd be able to go out and fight somebody in that? No, it's a bit awkward, isn't it? Brill, we'll take that back off for you, sweetie. Thank you. You can go and sit back down again now. Um, yeah. Is that all right? Thank you. I'll pass it to Elaine. Thank you very much. Thank you for lending your jacket to us as well. Right. You see, the thing is, he was thinking, this isn't mine. This isn't comfortable. I, don't, I can't even move in it. There's no way that I'm going to do this. And he took it off. And he thought, I'm going to do what I can do. I'm going to do what I know best. God had already helped him out. He was a shepherd boy and he'd, he'd taken on lions. He'd taken on, um, I nearly said tigers then. He'd taken on wolves. And it didn't matter because he knew that God was with him. So, I don't know where I've put them. 
he picked up five stones. Now, they wouldn't have looked like this because they were quite smooth. There were five smooth stones, and he picked them up, and he put them in his pocket. He got in his hand a sling, and he looked at Goliath when he came out, and he thought, no way is this going to defeat me, because my God is my God. And he thought, you know what? How dare you come out? How dare you defy God's army? How dare you think that you're better than us? But you see, the thing is, because Goliath had been doing it for 40 days, every single day, his heart was getting more proud and more proud and more proud and thinking, no way is anybody ever going to come against me. No way is anybody ever going to stand up to me. But unfortunately for him, David knew who his God was. And he started to walk towards Goliath. He started, and Goliath saw him, and he's thinking, no way in a million years are you going to be able to take me on. No way are you going to defeat me. You're a puny little man, that's it. But David knew who his God was. He put the sto- one of the stones in his sling, and he started to sl- swing it round, and he started, you're all right, there's no stone in it. He started to run as fast as he could, swinging it faster and faster and faster and faster and faster, until he let it go. You thought I was going to hit myself in the face then, didn't you? I practiced first. Okay, he he swung it, and eventually the stone came out, and what happened? Whack. Whack. It hit him in the head, straight in the head, and he went, But you see, the thing is, David didn't finish there. He didn't just leave him down on the floor and think, right, that's it, I've defeated him. He actually put an end to him. He went over to him, took out his sword. Now, this is the gruesome bit. He took out his sword and he chopped off his head. And the reason I wanted to share this with you today... (laughs) Was that cool? (laughs) The reason I wanted to share this with you today is because... Like I said, David was before Jesus. We live in a time when we know who Jesus was. We know who Jesus is. We know that we have got the same power that conquered the grave in us. Um, I do have have a Bible verse, but I don't know if I've gone in the right order. Sorry, Owen. Um, So can I I have that Bible verse? It is on my my notes. Um, It is Ephesians 1, verse 19 to 20. Okay. And what is this exceeding greatness of his power towards us, who believe according to the the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places? You see, that same power lives in us. And David didn't even have that, but he still knew who his God was. And that is what we need to do. We need to know who our God is. The Israelites had forgotten. They got frightened and they turned away from him. They turned away from the Philistine. They turned away from Goliath thinking, I can't do this. And that isn't good for us. Now, guys, I'm going to get you guys to stand up. Is that all right? And face that way for me. Can you do that? Brilliant. So, it was almost like the Israelites were turned away. 
They turned away from Goliath. Even though he was still there, even though he was still calling out to them and they could still hear him, it was like burying your head in the sand. Have you ever tried to do that? Not literally. <laughs> Although Andrew tried to bury himself at the, at the beach when we were there that time. The, the Israelite army, they were faced away. And the thing is, when you've got an enemy there, when you've got something that you're frightened of, if it's behind you, it can still frighten you. It can still scare you. But when you're not looking at it, when you're not facing it, how are you going to defeat it? How are you going to... Um, if you've not got it within you to turn around, and this is what I want to say to you, us as the church... Sometimes we can, we can have the things that we're frightened of. We can think, you know what, as we're entering into a new season, it's a bit challenging. I don't want to do this. And we start to avoid it. We start to turn away from it and think, you know what, I'm going to avoid this. I'm going to avoid the, the scariness. I'm going to avoid the challenge. But the thing is, the fear is still there. It's still challenging. It's still scary. It's still not nice. But how much, right, if... One of us turns around, because it was like David had turned around and he went after Goliath. But how much more powerful would it be if, if the church as a whole faced what comes against them? So guys, can you turn around for me, please, and face Goliath again? Brilliant. How much more powerful is this? When the church stands together, yes, we've got individual little battles. Yes, we've got individual things that we're scared of. And we can stand together, united in knowing who our God is. The Israelites, they were united, but they were united in fear. And that is what we need to not do. We need to be united, knowing who our God is, knowing that we have the same power that conquered the grave, living within us. We need to know that we can overcome things. We can't do it facing the opposite way. We can't do it by dunking our head in the sand. We can only do it by coming and get against what comes against us facing it, using what God has put, exactly, put, using what God's put in our hands and coming against it. And you know what? In the natural, we can't do it. But when we step out in faith, when we start to think, you know what? Our God is our God and believe he is who he says he is. And I am who God says I am as well. We can overcome now, I'm not saying that we're going to come against giants, like literally giants, like David did. But every single one of us come against things. And every single one of us have got that power, but we've got to choose. We've got to choose to be united as we're moving into a new season. We've just had a restful season, but we're moving into something new. Sometimes we don't understand it, but we have to just go not with the natural flow of what the world says, but with the flow of what the church, um, where the church is going and where God wants us to go. Because he has got something so much greater. You see, the thing is, the Israelites who were over here were just there. They were frightened. They got really nothing at that point because they'd stopped. It was like hitting a brick wall and they couldn't go any further. But God, on the other side of that, has got something so much bigger and greater. We can wait and let one individual person overcome or we can stand together because it's so much more powerful. And you see, when we do that, we can then enter in. And it's quite easy to allow one person to do it and think, you know what, now it's one, like the Israelites probably were like thinking, phew, it's over and done with. 
But the thing is, it's really easy to get on board when it's a winning thing. But if it's before that, if it's part of the battle where we have to go through it, sometimes it's quite hard to do it. But if we stand together, like you guys, well, I hope you won't try to walk through a wall, but you might be able to walk through Anyway. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so guys, you can sit back down now. Um, thank you very much. Um, I have absolutely lost where I am. Anyway, so um, you see, the thing is fear paralyzes us. It stops us from being able to move. It stops us from being able to um, overcome. You see, fear, if we allow it to, will have a grasp on us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. See, we need to surround ourselves with people that are infectious. Infectious, godly people. Infectious, whether um, they are people that are small, whether they are people that are bigger, whether they are young or old. It absolutely rubs off on us, and that is what it's all about. We are a family. We are people that are on a, on a journey. We are disciples of Jesus. And because of that, we need to stay united. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask um, at the guys that I've already spoken to. We're going to do something a little bit different. Do you want to go back to your tables for me, please? Because um, the guys are going to come round um, and put a plate of Skittles on every table. Now, these aren't to eat. Please don't eat them. I've licked every single one of them before I put them on. <laughs> I haven't, just to try and put you off. But uh, no, there are there are some uh, spare skittles for afterwards if you really really want skittles. These skittles um, are on the plate, and uh, every single one of you in in your little like group, I want you to look at it. Don't pick it up. Look and choose one of the colours, and I want you to say a little simple prayer. This is a family service, and I want you to, it, this includes the children, okay? So I want you to choose one of the colours that are on that plate and say thank you to God for something that is that colour. So if you choose a yellow, so something like, thank you God for the yellow sunshine, all right? And that's it. I don't want a big, long, outdrawn prayer, okay? Because God listens to and, and knows the simple things as well. And, um, yeah. I want you to then, when you've all done that, indicate to these guys, and they're going to come and do something else with the plate as well. All right? Um, yeah. Okay. As they're still coming around, they're going to put a little bit of water on, and I want you to watch what happens. You see, the thing is, with the, with the rainbow, it's made up of lots of different colours. And each colour individually is really, really nice and really, really lovely. But together it makes something so much more beautiful. And that's why I wanted to do this. Um, you're going to see it um, as the, the water touches the skittles. It's going to start to, to move and, and dissolve. And, and it's going to look like, have a rainbow effect, all right? And, um, and I wanted that because with the church, every single one of us is individual. But we have all got something 
to bring. Yes, we've got something to bring as an individual to something that is bigger and greater because a rainbow altogether is so much more beautiful. And that's what the church is all about. The church is about working together, united, facing the things that might scare us, facing the things that, that, um, that even though it looks huge, and naturally speaking, we can never overcome, but we need to remember who our God is, who God says he is, and who he says we are. And as, that, as we're just wrapping up, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to use Ephesians... 3 verses 16 to 19 and I'm going to do it as um, as a prayer and pray it over everybody if that's all right so Lord God I pray that out of the glorious riches he he may strengthen every one of us um, Lord God that you will strengthen every one of us with your power through your spirit in, in our innermost being so that with Christ we may dwell in our hearts, um, he may dwell in our hearts through faith. And I pray that, um, that us will be rooted and established in love and we will have the power together um, with all the Lord, as all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how deep um, his love is. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, um, that we may be filled to the measure of um, the fullness of God. Amen.